Listeners be advised. The Holiloquy podcast discuss matters related to the human experience and many that are sexual in nature. Due to this, some conversations may surround triggering topics such as sexual violence, self-harm, abuse, and much more. Please be advised, a list of crisis and psychological resources will be available in the show notes of this episode. With that said, let's get started with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention please as we go through the following safety instructions. In the event that there is a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen mask will drop from the overhead. Place the mask over your nose and mouth. Breathe normally as oxygen is flowing even if the mask is not Be sure to adjust your own mask before helping others. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Holy Lopi podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. This is your favorite host, Vernon T. Scott, also known as Slater Jackson. And for you freaky motherfuckers out there, Sebastian's Adams. On, to- yes. <laughs> on today's episode, <laughs> I have the pleasure of speaking with Crystal. Oh, the pleasure is mine. The pleasure is mine. Girl, so y'all, Crystal and I, we go back to the high school days. She I'm also an has her. Um, I'm an ARJ. Ooh, girl, not that we go into another high school now. Jesus. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting my alphabets confused. Look, that's that's look, we 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 old, we old now, y'all. We are aged, ancient, blessed, ancient, if <laughs> and <you> prosperous. Will. <laughs> we look good for our age. As I'll, a take, young that. I'll take that. Huh? I said, I'll take that. Right, but at the same time, I'm like, bitch, how old do you think 30 is? How old do you think 29 is? Like, bitch. It, but it is giving check engine light is on for me. You're right, because look, the knees don't. Mm-mm. The knees, the back, the hips, it's just not there no more. Child, I'm tired of hearing <laughs> pops. That shit is just so annoying. And I'm like, but I feel great. Like, I uh, was walking, like, last week, and I'm like, why the fuck are my thighs hurting? Like, I'm not walking that far right i'm like i walk every fucking week i walk like four five days a week and i'm in pain like what the fuck what am i doing it it does it doesn't it doesn't compute exactly like don't do that to me body stop playing these (laughs) fucking games like you know who i am we've known each other for how many fucking years and now you want to act up now you want to act up like you don't get snatched up exactly that's what socrates said (laughs) Bitch, that's Socrates. <laughs> that's old Socrates. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> now I'm just going to be like, that's on Plato. That's on Socrates. All fucking episode. It's it's a thing now. It needs to be an official thing. <laughs> that's on Confucius, bitch. Like what the fuck? <laughs> I'm done. We are so early in this. Okay, let me go back to, like I said, this is not a professional platform. God. So, Mm. uh, where was I? Oh, yes. So, we have Crystal here. Uh, Crystal, just because you're new to the show and everybody's just like, okay, y'all having a whole last fucking conversation. I know y'all know each other, but we don't know her. Y'all mind your business. You're going to get her info. So, Crystal, who the fuck are you? I'm a bad bitch. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I am. (laughs) I am a mother. I am a former educator. 
I'm also an eternal student of life, including all the hoochie coochiness of life too. Yeah. I enjoy learning about sex, relationships, love, just because, especially for women, especially for Black women, I feel like we're still super stigmatized when it comes to sexual autonomy. So learning about how we can liberate ourselves through that avenue is a passion of mine, because we'll probably get into this in the episode. But um, as I was telling you before, it took a while for me to reach this stage in my life where I feel um, capable of being a sexual being and like sex and and is normal and it's not should be so taboo anymore so i and if it's very a very freeing feeling jesus i can't english it's a very freeing feeling for me and i would like for all black women to experience the freedom of all types but including sex or or being a sexual being mm, amen to that see i don't know how i would be if i was back in the days when showing your ankle meant that you was a fucking harlot because good oh, lord bitch, i know i would be on the motherfucking stake burning it's burning like hell like three thousand degrees <laughs> oh i'm showing <laughs> you see that shoulder bitch oh, oh. <laughs> up in uh, up in church is showing you know a little bit of the thigh hey Who's pastor him? Go ahead and burn me at the stake. You better stake me hard, <laughs> motherfucker. You better stake me hard. <laughs> like, what are we doing? <laughs> oh, God. But on today's episode, y'all, we will be discussing preferences and whatnot. And just to mm-hmm. start off the conversation, it's a battle. It's a fucking debate. It's all about preferences versus discrimination. Yes. And, like, that conversation in itself like i'm tired i'm so fucking tired of the phrase it's just a preference no bitch it's not just a preference because you just came from my life with everything the fuck that you just said you think it's gonna be cute because you said it's just a preference no i'm gonna read you for the fifth that you are and then i'll let you know those words that i said was just my preference and that's on fucking confucius like i said motherfucker. i know socrates and period because people like to to say that it's my opinion or it's my preference is like a blanket statement that uh facts don't matter anymore because it's your opinion but that's not how reality works and also (laughs) preferences our preferences don't exist inside of a vacuum we don't just one day wake up and randomly find something more attractive than the other thing almost everything that we we do is a result of socialization even on on a subconscious level so if you are attracted to skinny bodies as opposed to fat bodies yes to your brain it could be an innocent attraction but deep down maybe it's because you've been constantly fed from the media from your parents from whoever that fat bodies aren't worthy of love or fat bodies not are not as attractive etc cetera, etc cetera. Mm-hmm. amen to that it's like you just have to unpack those thoughts of where is that coming from like i know like even when i was growing up and i started you know to like get thicker and thicker as the years kept going by and feeling so insecure about uh, other people's bodies compared to my bodies that I came to a point was like because I used to love myself as a kid like okay y'all judge me if you want to Uh, I used to fantasize fucking myself as a kid because I was like I'm that beautiful (laughs) I I will definitely have sex with myself like you like like a clone of you yes bitch i was like if the science <laughs> was a thing me and vernon will be we will be like if vernon's attracted to me because i'm already attracted to vernon like what the fuck can we do <laughs> even though low-key that's kind of like very creepy on some level but it's my clone like it's a completely different individual we got the same dna it's weird but at the same time 
I was attracted to myself, but you know, a kink, though. Is that a kink? It might be a kink. I'm sure it is. Bitch, pull up look like me. What the fuck are you trying to do? Let <laughs> <laughs> like, me know. Beat my own cheeks from the back. A- Amen. <laughs> like, after a while, like um, being around what everybody's uh, assuming is supposed to be attractive and whatnot, I started to hate myself more. But after a while, you know, just like, fuck what other people think i need to like learn to love myself again and get back to that space and ever since i started that discovery of self-love once more it's just like i know what i find attractive and it's yeah. not necessarily based off the body type it's like yeah. i i know sexually like i don't always mesh well with other big people but at the same time that does not mean that we cannot fuck like that right. does not mean that we cannot do different things yeah. uh, now there is a certain aesthetic that I do like sometimes but yeah. it's not like oh I'm going to not go after this certain person because they don't meet that like if you have um, if we can have a great conversation if there's trust involved if mm-hmm. you communicate very well and effectively um, mm-hmm. you can arouse me in more than one level then more than likely we're gonna be fucking so for you it's more of a personality thing mm-hmm exactly like the body type doesn't mean nothing like what else like you can sell your body as much as you want in terms of like sending me news and whatnot yeah Mm -hmm. might spark an interest but i'm not trying to engage with you solely for your body because i see people more than just a body for me it's maybe 60 percent physical attraction and 40 percent personality i feel that to some in some respects how they look is a little bit more important to me mm-hmm. than personality initially. Because if you look like Quasimodo, you know, we're not going to even make it to the romance part. So you got to have like some type of physical attributes that I find attractive in order for me to engage with you. But in terms of like a long standing partnership, then personality becomes more or equally important to looks for me. Mm, I get that. Like you do, you definitely need to be physically and sexually attracted to your partners. Exactly. Like if, if it's not, then not to say, why are you with them? But like, evaluate that like um, what is there something within that relationship that is fulfilling that outdoes the physical attractiveness that is not making you uh, necessary like a leech because you know right. that that uh, concept of oh if, if it's an ugly person or whatever which I don't really believe in ugly as a physical trait it's definitely mm. a personality thing mm. um, but if it's uh, someone that you deem as being unattractive oh but they got money and whatnot so you're saying that you're a leech that's how I see that Ooh. like are you're you are you uh, out here being a leech or are you out here trying to pour in some motherfuckers cups right Because, like, for me, when it comes to, like, dating people and, like, understanding preferences or even um, the discriminations or whatever, you need to identify which people are really going to be an asset to your life and which are the ones going to drain you and be that liability. Like, who's going to cause more harm? I agree. And I feel like when we talk about figuring out who should be an asset to your life, it doesn't, it, it financially is important no matter what people say. But it doesn't necessarily have to be just finances who is going to be your support system when you're going through a a mental crisis who's going to be your your babysitter when your kid is sick and you can't take off work I feel like um, assets are what someone can add to your life or sometimes things that are intangible and it doesn't just always have to be about like finances Mm. 
oh yes like <laughs> who's gonna cuddle with me on those exactly. days when I actually do just need somebody to hold me close who exactly. is going to be that person who can uh, not necessarily being on the ledge but who can just soothe me with their words let me know yes. that I am powerful even though I feel like I've I failed on multiple levels like who is that exactly. person and that's why it pisses me off so much with this whole what do you bring to the table besides pussy and cleaning the house conversation like if it seems like people have forgotten that the point of relationships is companionship not this transactional Mm. uh power struggle to see who can benefit the most from who like you 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 seek a partner because you want someone to be there with you through the high moments and the low moments not necessarily because of what you can get out of them or what they can give you exactly see oh girl you about to have me on a whole damn rant about transactional rant ran like, away the the transactional um state that we are as a society i i hate the fact that we do have to think about the commodity of things like yes. you, you sell yourself in terms of getting a job you sell your body in terms of the work that you do the quality that you put out there you sell yourself to a man to a woman you have to advertise yourself in so many different ways mm-hmm. rather than just having a, a genuine conversation is always the salesmanship you have to look right. a certain type of way to get the a certain type of thing you have to um have all the fancy things just to to show that you're uh, to show that you are the man or the woman that this person deserves in their life yes the the material things should not matter when it comes to the relationship that you are trying to have with the person the material things are great to have in addition but they should not be the thing that makes up what you do in terms of how you pursue somebody to find love, to find that companionship, because we, this transactional behavior, this, these uh, transactional thoughts that we are embedded in within this culture is just doing more and more things to align us with always owing other people for our own happiness. The Holiloquy podcast focuses on the variability of sexual expression. When it comes to sexual expression, we often depend on pornography to illustrate how one must perform sexually. For those who have not learned this by now, the stuff you see in porn is not real. Pornography provides a singular perspective of sexual expression that is not often the reality we see during our own sexual encounters. The Holiloquy Podcast is a conversation that takes you outside of the compressed box of what many know about sex. Some of the topics we discuss includes kinks, condom usage, status disclosure, and past sexual experiences. The Holiloquy podcast steps out on sexual norms and recognizes that the norm is not the only normal. Subscribe today and join the conversation. More and more things to align us with always owing other people for our own happiness, always owing people Agreed. for the time that we spend with them, always, or even um, you, other people owe you that time yeah. and space because of what they're lacking. I, When I think of valuing somebody, like valuing my time, valuing um, the uh, relationship and whatnot, that doesn't yeah. have a price on it. 
Exactly. It's about a quality thing, and quality you cannot pay for. Well, exactly. I mean, jewelry wise, but that's something different. But that's also yeah. commodifying things. Yeah. But quality it speaks on so many different levels. It's an emotional uh, aspect. It is a mental aspect. It is a social aspect. And th- those things you really cannot put a dollar sign on. You really can't. And do you think that we have moved away from seeking relationships as a source of connection to the the trans transactionality that we're dealing with now because of social media or because of the turn that society is taking? Or do you think that relationships have always been viewed in that light for the most part? I say I, I feel like it's uh, more of a turn in society. Uh, mm-hmm. Most definitely, when uh, marriages and weddings became more of a business mindset versus uh, a partnership of connection uh, mm-hmm. with the person, because when you think of most definitely, like in West Western society uh, in the history, like within the Victorian age, mm-hmm. marriages was always a financial decision. Like, how mm-hmm. are we going to make these connections so that our family thrives or that mm-hmm. our business connections thrive and whatnot? When it came to the common folk, they weren't getting married. They were out here, you know, sleeping with multiple people, out yeah. exploring their sexuality or even having a practice of okay we are in a committed relationship you and I uh, and we're just going to be thriving this way and we're going to build a household because now we have this kid on the way uh, and I'm going to step up as the parent or whatever or you know finesse that situation with somebody use the baby daddy but you know (laughs) not really be the baby daddy but you know (laughs) that was more of the norm then but now that we have this culture where your marriage and your uh, sense of worth within your marriage is based off of the size of the ring, how Uh, um, that wedding uh, went, that made it more of a more transactional versus spiritual. Because when you think about a lot of the arguments um, like in um, politics and stuff like that, it's all about, you know, how um it's a biblical thing to be married and wedded and all this other stuff and i yeah. always think like where is these passages in the bible about marriage? they don't exist child <laughs> exactly i'm like y'all always be like oh we have the bible up here we're reading from the bible no you're reading from a sheet of paper that's a yeah. document and like yeah. let's not play those games but like <laughs> it's like but the the marriages were not necessarily like something that was truly spiritual but that doesn't mean that it cannot have that spiritual connotation to it but we're so deep in this traditional or this monetary transactional uh, aspect of marriage that there's no like I don't think or I don't foresee us ever getting to a place where it's truly something that is spiritual in terms of you met somebody who can you connected to on such yeah. a strong level that you might as well call them like your true soulmate that they, you were meant for this person rather than yeah. we found each other we connected with each other and we agreed to put our finances together yeah and the well the relationship that I have with my fiance is more along the spiritual um the spiritual lines of marriage, which is why I think we have such a, I guess, successful relationship. I don't know if that seems like a a weird way to put it, but I've seen people on social media 
saying that marriage is now obsolete because there's no point to it. And it always like gives me a weird feeling because of the, the way that I view me and my fiance's relationship is like a spiritual connection where we're just in tune with each other. So why would that, how could that ever be obsolete? Like how could being with your soulmate ever be pointless? Mm, exactly. And, but that's, that's based off of that transactional thing. Whenever, Yeah. whenever um, you don't see the benefit or the value in something, of course it's going to be obsolete. But if you're doing it for the, like the right reasons for that true connection um, to make those true soul ties, to bond um, your ancestry with the, your partner's ancestry. Yeah. I'm getting a little bit spiritual on this one. Um, Yeah. that's when you have that uh, a more of a spiritual alignment with the person that you're choosing to make that agreement with uh, is it becomes that the ring is not the foundation of your marriage. It is the connection. That's the foundation. And that's the thing that uh, I, I will say most people uh, either don't connect with or just forgot about because they're just so focused on that, that visual aspect of what a relationship should be rather than that connection, that spiritual side of it. Yeah. Yeah. I also think that at least in the black community, it could be rooted in how, Um, like when our grandparents and great grandparents were coming up, they had to marry for survival because they didn't really have many options as far as high paying jobs or health care. If that was even a thing back then, I'm not really too sure on the history of health care. So, um, and, <laughs> and so they had, they kind of had to marry for survival and that's not really, um, uh, we don't really have to do that anymore, but it seems like people have never really graduated from the survival black people. have never really like graduated from the survival mindset so a lot of people are still trying to seek out a partner that benefits them financially above anything else what do you think I think that's a solid point because even when you think about uh there was a case that I saw um um back in the slavery times uh mm -hmm. where um because you know women were viewed as being property and whatnot and whenever a uh, enslaved person were to uh, marry their spouse and whatnot that protected them legally from being raped um and if you were to rape Wow. them then you are you know this is when the religion versus law come into practice and so uh if you were to rape them that means you're doing a front to god therefore the person who uh, was married to them were the one that was in the right so it's like um when you say survival that's where my where my mind automatically went to so in order to protect the the woman that i love or the man that i love from being um abused in this way especially the woman that i love because look white men were um, raping black women like crazy Mm -hmm. um but in order for me to protect her i need to marry her and i think that's part of the reason why thomas jefferson married um I forget her name. Oh my God. Uh, it was, it was, I think, I feel like she technically was his um, daughter or the sister of one of his enslaved women. I forget. Oh my God. Y'all don't judge me. Um, I don't know either. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Y'all might know. Y'all might know. <laughs> right. If you do comment, let me know. I appreciate it. But yeah, I think that's um, partly why is, you know, in order to protect your property, you marry it. Um, and it, it's a, a horrible way to look at it, but that's that's the way it was. It is a horror. In a sense, though, I feel like straight men still kind of look at women as like 
trophies or like mm. objects and like the woman that they pick to be their wife is like representative of I guess their lifestyle like they 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 try to get the most attractive woman because they think that other men will see them with that woman and be like damn he really made it since the woman's so beautiful exactly the the trophy wives that was a phrase it was, it was. a phrase yeah. I, and i i agree but the thing about it don't get a trophy wife if you cannot honor that trophy or understand that other people who may covet that they might be uh, around so period. if you can't handle that <laughs> if you don't if you know that your significant other is extremely attractive and you cannot deal with other people finding them attractive then that means you either need to deal with your insecurities or find somebody that is not on that level because that's that's a, your problem, not their problem. I agree. How can you tell another grown person that they can't leave the house in a certain outfit and y'all both grown? It doesn't make no sense to me. Child, don't tell me what to do with my body. Because <laughs> <laughs> we got a fucking problem. Like, yeah. Who are you? <laughs> like, There's always a door. You're always a choice in my life. Like, I want to choose you every single day if you come to that point where it's like you know what we need to have a conversation you, you're mm-hmm. trying not to get chosen tomorrow I was to <laughs> it feel like you was going to get chosen but the way you act and you said i cannot go out the house looking like that and i was planning on going out the house looking like that and i am <laughs> going outside looking like that we have a problem yeah. no. <laughs> what you want to do do you want to lose me or do you want to keep me it's up to you oh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because <laughs> we're not playing these games. Mm-mm. Check these motherfuckers. That's all I'm saying. Now, if 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 you if the person you're trying to check is one of those people that try might want to swing at you, make sure you have some protection. Oh, uh-uh. We don't do that. We don't do that. Call call me. I pull up. I'm a I'm a six four um, tall ass nigga, and I'm big fuck around with those fuck arounds and get choked that's all i'm saying and that's on confucius amen and period well you can call me i mean i'm little but i know how to ch- 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 motherfucker in the throat amen you know <laughs> a student today called me um she said i'm one of those what did she say she was i think she said intelligent thugs i was like bitch the fuck <laughs> I was like, wait what how old is she she is like 62 <laughs> one of our adult students and oh, no. i think she said it because we've been uh we'd be talking about because she used to uh, sell drugs back in the day i was gonna ask what does she know about the thug but okay yeah she used to sell drugs <laughs> she had her uh, stays in in uh, prison a couple of them and she was talking oh, about wow. how she still knows some drug dealers and every now and again i might ask her so you selling an eight ball today or what <laughs> 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 so yeah we got that report and she was like you know what dr scott you are uh you a smart thug and i was like okay bitch i, I still got my and i was like i still got my distribution plan bitch let me know if you really <laughs> try to get on this eight ball let me walter know. white listen <laughs> <laughs> we can have a whole ass organized no we, <clears throat> these are social um yeah we're on the broadways yeah. <clears throat> sorry fbi <laughs> ain't it <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing was said in that moment. <laughs> nothing was said. Time to delete the tape. <laughs> <laughs> they pull up. Excuse me, sir. Um, who are you? We're for uh, uh, Vernon Scott. Ooh, who's that? Uh, you don't my live name, here. Hmm, my name is Verner. Philandro. <laughs> oh, you're yeah. looking for Philandro Scott? Mm, I think he's over there. Mm, yeah, yeah. Wrong house. Wrong house. Wrong house. I'm so sorry. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh god okay so i'm gonna skip around a little bit um okay. one of the things that we were talking about was cuddling with the fluffs yes i love me some fluffies i know how is that and you know it uh when, well, okay when this airs it's going to be like in march so people forgive me it is approaching <laughs> the, the winter time and i hope it's still cold in march because fuck the heat yeah yeah <laughs> i know y'all people yeah. i can't wait for the summertime fuck it you can't wait for the summertime because in elementary school it well through k-12 you had the summers off that's why you love the summer that's why you love I the mean. summertime you don't like the heat none of us like that shit so shut the fuck up and stop asking what? for it you're a part right, of the reason listen. why global warming exists shut the fuck up and pray for the cold <laughs> <laughs> I got some soccer ball brass titties and these things be sweating. Look, nobody want to be in no Georgia heat. Girl, nobody. Like I have a friend who moved here and I was like, look, you are not ready for this Georgia heat. He's like, oh, it's it'd be like a hot here. It's uh, I'm near a river and whatnot. I was like, sir, you are not ready for this Georgia heat. <laughs> it's the humidity for me. Ain't it? Like you Jesus. really do have to look at that shit. Like I was out when I was in Tennessee. I spent one year there before I actually came back during the summer. Mm -hmm. I'm here for like, I'm, I step out my car automatically sweating. And I was like, I know my pores didn't dry up that quick. <laughs> like, <laughs> <what the> fuck? <laughs> it's crazy, y'all. Don't don't move to Georgia and think it's going to be all Gucci. No, everywhere is humid. And I don't know why. It's, it's, it's completely that. dry. No rivers, no lake. And right? it's humid as fuck. And I'm like, how? It doesn't make sense. Like, I literally have to go walking on the other side of the town just so I can be far <laughs> enough from a source of water so I don't sweat as much. <laughs> and I'm still sweating, y'all. It's crazy. Sweating. I, I'm sweating now. I'm, I'm at home. Let me stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. But yes, the fluffs. What are yes. the fluffs? For me, the fluffs is a slim thick to a thick man with some meat on his bones mm. scrumptious yes yes lord I, yes. that's my that's one of my dating preferences uh because just cuddling with them and all the softness and all the warmth and the heat it's just so nice it's so nice it feels like i'm um floating on a cloud or some shit i don't know i just love it <laughs> and i love that for you because i love it as well Yes. <laughs> like I, I know I'm a chunky dude, but I do also like somebody with some meat on their bones. That's that's yes. not saying I cannot be out here with the bony bones, but uh, no a, disrespect to the bony bones. I tried dating one just to see like if my preference was all in my head and I could date someone who was like outside of my type, quote unquote. I just couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. Mm. I would say my ex was also a bony bone, but look, it was fun. The sex was great and I enjoyed it. Uh, I also used to occasionally think to myself, okay, if, if it was a little bit thicker, uh, maybe, maybe Same. just a little bit, but I love you for who you are. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, a little bit thicker, but hey, it's hey, the bony bones, we love y'all regardless. I just be scared I'm gonna break them in half. Exactly. And quarters. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely drop them too hard and shatters and I'm just like, ooh. Oh mm. god, exactly. Or like if we try to do some 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 bedroom WWE he tried to pick, pile drive me with his arm shaking, I'd just be like, this is a liability. Do you have health insurance? <laughs> <laughs> 
Like, just, just scoop the motherfucker. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, look, we love y'all. We love y'all regardless. Continue to be a bony bones out here. The men, women, and those in between. We what love you, you all. Be the bony bones that you are. It's okay. <laughs> Even though it's average. So this is the thing that pissed me off when uh-huh. thick people could no longer call themselves thick because a motherfucker decided to say slim thick with your cute ass and people lost their fucking mind and decided, uh... oh, let's start to de- redefine what thick is. And I was like, bitch, who the God fuck damn are you? It, Fetty Wap. That was Fetty Wap, wasn't it? Mm-hmm, I believe so. One eyed yeah. motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> now, I will say, Fetty in that one, I can step, definitely get it. <laughs> he got too many baby mamas. Look, I, I'm not. I I can never give him a, a child. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I can help baby. <laughs> <laughs> you will be helping hey, him pay his child support. <laughs> so like, let me help. Mm, hold up. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about that. I could be stepdaddy, but I ain't trying to. Mm, you got that. You got that, baby. You, mm. now, bring your eye over here so we can see the future. Oh my. <laughs> oh god let me stop this is why this is why Mm -mm. fetty you can get it if you ever hear this um just find me online you can find me on instagram uh as well as uh what is that thing called twitter that toxic ass place just slide in dms i ain't gonna say nothing So another thing, uh, how what is your stance on ages as it relates to preferences? Ooh, I feel like this one is, I'm going to just say it. I think that people who date significantly younger than them to a certain point are strange. Not, I'm not talking about like if you're 35 and your partner is 25, but if you're like 22 and your partner is 17, or even if you're like 23 and your partner is 18, it's giving predatory. Am I wrong? See, I get that in terms of these individuals don't really know life. Um, yeah. But I will give those people slight grace as long as they're mm-hmm. not trying to manipulate. Um, uh. And the only reason why is because if you look at them five years from now, they're still going to be dating within that same range in a sense. Mm-hmm. But um, the, on- the the main difference is that... Uh, is that manipulation uh, ma- manipulation aspect because 23 year olds still don't know themselves but they just know yeah. themselves a little bit more than an 18 year old yeah uh, and that's that's the that's the thing that's a little bit weird is like are, are you reaching back in order because you just find this person attractive and you want to yeah. date them or are you reaching back because those people that you're is within your age group is just like um they're not fucking with you and if they're exactly. not fucking with you like if they're not really fucking with you, it's time for you to evaluate yourself to see what the fuck you're doing wrong. Because it's that is what I always you. wonder when I see those big age gap couples where the the younger one is borderline a minor. I'm like, why can't you find for the older partner? Why can't you find someone your age? Like, what are you doing that is making other 25 year olds be like, nah, bro, uh, nah. That's exactly. what makes me wonder. Like, is it is it a manipulatory, predatory thing mm-hmm. or? Because personally, I feel like those people who are like in their early twenties, if they were like me, are just hoes. Like most <laughs> most people in that age group. Okay, let's not say most. Many, 
Many people in that age group are hoeing. It, they're finding themselves, they're exploring their sexualities, they're breaking hearts and whatnot, which they should not be doing. But, yeah. you know, a broken heart happens regardless. Yeah. Um, I feel like there are ways to ethically hold, though. I agree. They are like you, <laughs> you, you have to like, like within those that age group, it's just a lot of, I would say, messiness that's going on. You're right. So if you are within that age group and you're not being chosen, there's a reason. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like chosen, not chosen at all. Right. If you have to go like younger and younger and younger and younger. There yes. is something that you really do have to like look into. Like even for myself, I was able to pull people like my age group, a little bit yeah. older, probably yeah. a year or two younger than me, uh, when I was like in my early twenties. But like, what are you doing? Right. <laughs> like, are you out here on that toxic manosphere stuff that you just yeah. cannot really communicate with a woman or another man or any person yeah. uh on this planet someone that's non-gender you just cannot have the conversation with them yeah are you devaluing people are you gaslighting people what is it figure that out right for me it's also a red flag if well just for a personal example when i was let's see say 18 or 19 i was approached by someone who was 25 26 and he preferenced like him talking to me by asking how old was I for me it's a red flag if you if someone looks so young that you have to ask them how old they are and you still approach them in a sexual mm. manner that's a red flag to me exactly yeah. that is creepy that is extremely yeah. creepy like even for me I've been uh hit on by like 18 and 19 year olds and I, I automatically think like you remind me of a student right and because I worked in um higher ed and I know how immature um 18 19 20 21 yes. 22 year olds can actually be yeah it's not giving me sexy yeah. <laughs> at all so it's like uh would I be willing possibly depending on if I'm horny enough but yeah. at the same time I'm not seeking you out like right. I'm not going to be, be all up in your dms I'm not going to be like oh you can possibly be a regular it's not no I'd rather just have a genuine conversation with you and talk about sexual health and yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah. the extent of our damn conversation because like there's there's grown dick out here. There's grown pussy <laughs> out here. There's grown ass out here. Like, mm. <laughs> like <laughs> you got you got things that you need to like learn for yourself and like you know grow into. Like even when it comes to like, uh, well, this is going off the preferences thing. Like if I mm -hmm. come across somebody's profile and they just happen to be like 21 or something like that, and they have like uh, no one older than 22 24 or whatever like that i'm like i'm not going to be upset with that and i'm just like yes that's what you should like put that on your profile because yeah you can protect yourself a lot more within that age group yeah. uh, in terms of not having someone who might want to exploit you or right. um try to manipulate you uh, try to love bomb you and all this other crazy shit yeah. just just figure yourself out with those people that are somewhat on the same level as you of yeah. course when it gets to like 21 22 and all up there you they kind of step into a different kind of them where it's like oh I can go out and drink I'm a little bit more of a, an adult than these yeah. other people so it's like it's weird but <laughs> like there's there's like 
that little area there, I'm just like, you don't have to just be shopping around in those ages, people. Just just look outside of that. Like, if you're 40 years old, don't be out here trying to pick up a, a little 18-year-old because they don't. Yeah, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, if, 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 if y'all happen to connect, I'm, I'm going to mind my business because, look, legally speaking, as well as, as a society, they are considered a, a, a conscious a adult. adult at that point. So yeah. I'm not the one to judge whatever the fuck an adult wants to do. But just don't be manipulating people. That's my that's my only thing. Don't don't manipulate them. Let I can vibe with are, that. Let people who are younger than you live their own lives and be free yes. to explore themselves. Don't try to uh, restrict them. Don't try to put them on the requirements that you want in a relationship. Yeah. Let them be them. They're young. If they want to fuck around with other people while they're getting to know you and dating you, let them do it. Right. You're 40. also. It could just be me and my experiences, but early 20s dick wasn't really even hidden or nothing. Like, no one that I engaged with in my early 20s really even knew what they were doing. Not a damn. This is why I've definitely tried the older, the older grown, and it was completely different. It was a completely different breed, and I was like, you know what? I don't know what this young mother, this these young people doing out here but i need more of that i need they i need it either. to be aged <laughs> let it be aged lord like <laughs> it went through some cycles it's been uh thrice distilled because <laughs> <laughs> uh, um mm-mm. It's no to mediocre dick, everybody. No to mediocre yes. sex. No to all things mediocre. If you're not trying to improve yourself on a regular basis, then you're not. You're not mm-mm. improve your sexual experiences, people. Do I not agree. Like, do not supply the same quality of dick to everybody. Do not. Do not. <laughs> I understand you want to like give somebody B quality if it's the first time that y'all met. That's fine. Wait, but- why do you give B quality if it's the first time? these motherfuckers are basic but uh, (laughs) we're basic i got it if you want to provide that b quality do what you want to do just don't give them c like b is like okay we're passing we're we're you're getting up there i might want to go back now for somebody like me if you ain't providing a mm -mm. because look in grad school a b is barely passing oh no Look, a C, you getting kicked out. You on probation, (laughs) motherfucker. This is grad school credits over here, motherfucker. We do not. Oh my gosh. This is not undergrad where you can get away with a 2.0. No, motherfucker. (laughs) 3.6 or higher. (laughs) Period. (laughs) What what quality you bring? That's all Confucius. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) And Play Doh. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. What, What do you say to people who are like, in a monogamous relationship and accepting mediocre pain. I just tell them. Or I'm mediocre sorry. coochie. I tell them I'm sorry. Like, do you want to like, do you need to spice it up? Like, I'll, I'll give them all, this is when you have a free ass coaching session. Do you want to have like, do you want to utilize toys in your relationship? Are y'all even communicating about the sexual experiences? What are your pleasures? Like, does, does he know your pleasures or does she know your pleasure zones? Like, what right. is it that's lacking? Are y'all not sexually attracted to each other? If not, what's going on there? Is there anything that y'all can do to boost that? How often do you have sex? 
do you switch up the positions? Are y'all doing the same thing on a recurring basis that you get tired of that? You need to spice it up somewhere. Frank, I'll, I'll whip and slap this motherfucker randomly and see how he reacts to it. Oh, Don't slap too hard. You gotta go. You gotta ease into Might it. Might knock him out. Then you're gonna have to explain to the doctor what was going on in the ER. That could get a little. Child, that's a fun ass conversation. Then, so you did what? <laughs> <laughs> sex almost sent me to the ER experience myself. Ooh, now we gotta hit this tea. Oh lord. So this is when me and my fiance had first like started dating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is uh how to put this properly endowed with a large <laughs> eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> he was touched by the Lord. <laughs> doing the freak nasty right and i one of my i guess kinks which we'll probably talk about later is rough i like it rough so we just boom 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 and i'm like oh golly gee this is great i'm having so much fun then i hear a pop and i feel a pop Mm. i was like hmm i don't think that's normal but i'm having a great time so don't worry about it we're just gonna keep going so we just kept going the the freak nasty time was over and then i just felt this crippling pain like I couldn't even, I couldn't walk. Like, all I could do was lay there and cry. It hurt so bad. I tried to walk to get up to go to the bathroom and make sure that I wasn't, like, bleeding out and dying. And I was literally, like, like an old-ass geriatric trying to get to the bathroom. (laughs) Jesus. But I was too embarrassed to go to the ER because I didn't want to be like, yeah, I was getting my coochie absolutely destroyed and I can't walk because that's embarrassing. So I had to. That's what some people ask for, but look, you don't uh, want it. <laughs> listen, so I had to text my friend that works in the OBGYN office and tell her what happened and ask her like what she thought it was and if she thought I need to go to the hospital. And she said, oh, you probably just pulled the coochie muscle. It'll heal. I was like, okay. So it did heal. It took like a week, but that shit was painful. Child. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having friends that's connected to the OBGYN office. Amen. Okay. I was not going to go to the hospital. I did not want to have to explain that. That would have been so embarrassing. And then when you go to, because you know when you go to the ER, they make you say what's wrong in front of everybody before they let you sit. I didn't want to be like, my coochie got destroyed in front of everybody. (laughs) Child, if you said that, somebody in the back was like, who? (laughs) Hold up. You know that's going to be somebody who's going to rise up and be like, I might need to steal Uh that. That that whole a coochie was destroyed brought you to the ER <laughs> hold on now let me look over there who's that who's that is he in here too <laughs> <laughs> embarrassing 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 oh god okay so before we close out the episode and go into never <laughs> have i ever oh i'm there's, ready i'm ready <laughs> there's one more thing that we have to talk about as it okay. relates to preferences okay and go deep into it and that's Ooh. body count Oh, so how do you feel? Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I thought I was gonna say my body count. Um, I feel like it don't matter because <laughs> I took a few seconds for that to register. <laughs> I was like, damn, we get a little personal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I personally feel like for me, it doesn't matter because as long as you're clean. You know, how many people you've been with doesn't really have like any effect on on anything mm-hmm. but i do think that it's really stupid that in today's society and in society like for all throughout history body count is seen as less important for men than it is for women like if you've been with two dudes you a hoe 
But niggas out here with 18 baby mamas saying that the person with two bodies just ran through. I don't I'm like that. About, uh, Nick I don't like Lord. that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the poster child for body counts on that one. Good Lord. <laughs> I, every time I'm like, tomorrow we're going to find out there's a new baby mama. Like, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like the double standard. Me neither. Like, that shit just never made sense to me because I'm just like, how, like, the expectation that you want, uh, what, um, what is it? Uh, Satan, uh, something with freak in the bed. What is it? Oh, a lady in the street. In the freak in the bed. There we go. How, how the hell are you going to want that expectation and think that the freak in the bed has not had a body uh, that she slept with? Because you have to, like, do work to get that okay. title of fucking freak because you right. don't just be that is not a birth skill that that is a lived experience motherfuckers you do not you are this is not like oh i have the traits of being the motherfucking freak like i have the traits of being a leader hell right. no that's completely different you yeah. have to work on that shit you yes. do not just random okay i guess if you read a lot of erotica and whatnot and you read some stuff and you just like, oh, I want to try this shit with my partner and all this other shit. Mm. That's a little bit different. Maybe. That's a little bit different. I'll say that you you've learned some things in those books and that you're trying to play out now and they're brought out some freaky shit. Yeah. I'll give you that. But not too many people out here reading erotica like that. So don't have that <laughs> expectation. <laughs> If you have that expectation, you better ask people what they read on uh, on a daily basis. If they say Zane, uh, is Air Jerome Dickey? If they say any any erotic in uh, erotic writers, if they say that, you might have it. Might, if they don't might. say that shit, mm-mm. oh, I love romance novels and all these other stuff, bitch. Oh, I love um, <laughs> what was it? Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh, you don't know what you're talking about. You vanilla. Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> you ain't no freak. <laughs> I also think it's fucking ridiculous to place value on it on a woman or on a human being in general based on how many people they've slept with. Like why does why is your value diminished by because a man touched you? I feel like men see sex less about pleasure almost and mm-hmm. more about control and power. Mm-hmm. And oh, if a woman has sex with a man and that means that he took control of her he had power over her when really good sex should be a mutual balance of power where everyone's mutually getting pleasure and no one's taking control or taking something away from the other both should be giving to each other exactly and if you ever want to live rent free in the motherfucker's head you always supply a dick that's all i'm saying and if, you, <laughs> if you out here supplying B, then if you have that sense that, oh, somebody else is controlling this person because they slept with them or whatever, blah, 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 blah. Well, relax. Yeah. You know everybody else that she's been uh, fucking around with is supplying B dick, so you good. Because you don't know who she ran across that is providing C. Because as long right. as you're not providing C, ain't nobody got no control over that. If you're not providing A, <laughs> you definitely don't got any kind Step of control. Step your game up. Step your game up. <laughs> live rent free in the motherfucker's head period that's all i'm saying because i still get test messages what you got oh and that folks (laughs) is on confucius (laughs) (laughs) oh god see yeah that that needs to be a thing this uh it's it's a thing thing now now. (laughs) it's officially a thing (laughs) 
Oh God. Okay. Now let's get into this. Never have I ever. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Never have I ever watched a significant other have sex with someone else. I have not done that, but that's not my kink. I think I would like start stabbing them, like with a knife. Oh my god, that escalated. Yeah. Let's talk it's, about. I'm sorry. It. <laughs> jealousy and the rage like i would never want to see my partner do to someone else what he does to me i get that because uh there was this conversation that i was overhearing it well not over here i was listening to it on the podcast but they were talking about how would you react if your partner is giving better dick or better pussy to somebody else and you're right what there the and because they were talking about play parties and i was like you know Who? what a play party what is that? So that's essentially where you have like um, people who meet up in order for them to like, uh, it's kind of like swinger type of thing. Uh, either you come single, come with other people, uh, a partner or whatnot, and y'all are just having sex with other people who are in there. But why would you save the special occasion dick for somebody else? And that's the thing. That's the, uh, So they were like, if um, you heard your partner make a noise that they usually don't make with you how would you react to it because the person who's fucking them they they haven't fucked them before they usually you know probably fuck their partner this way and now they're making some new noises how would you react and i know your ass might pull something off the <laughs> fucking wall and hit somebody <laughs> with it <laughs> I feel like I will have a moment of insecurity because I'm just going to like, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. But at the same time, I'm going to be like, okay, bet. Now I know I need to accomplish this because ain't no fucking way I'm going to have some other motherfucker make this noise that I have not made yet. So I need yeah. to make that noise at least twice Oh, oh. to make sure I did something okay. right. And then go I think that's that. a more healthy uh, response than my response. <laughs> <laughs> Look, who just died? Well, you know, <laughs> I ain't think I ain't think that um uh, her making that kind of noise was going to lead to this. <laughs> we can no longer have play parties here <laughs> anymore. <laughs> we had to call 911. This person's yeah. out at, at large. We have no idea where she's at. Um, do you all know who this person is? Anybody in here? <laughs> <laughs> who did she come with <laughs> oh god that's that moment where you just better hope either the partner was the one that was taken out or they are Ooh. ride or die, ride don't, or you, die. don't you say it was me don't right? you say it. I just killed a motherfucker you gonna say it was me <laughs> <laughs> oh god would you like a would you rather yes i would so would you hold up there we go would you rather give a golden shower or received one? Oh, mm. is neither an option nope well i'm not getting pissed <laughs> on so <laughs> i guess i'm gonna give you <laughs> Like I, I would rather give one than receive. Yes. Now, I will say, depending on, because I don't know what future Vern is going to be like in like a couple years, because that nigga might be nasty as hell. <laughs> so, <laughs> depending on the partner, I guess, if we get to that point, like if they ask for me to piss on them, yes, yeah. I, I would do it. I, I'm here for you and your sexual fantasies, but I don't know for sure if I would want 
that to happen. Have I yeah, been pissed on? I don't on think before? I would enjoy that. Right, me neither. Like I like so like you know at the stalls or whatever, somebody might be pissing and something like it's on my shoe, and I'm like, what the fuck? Ooh, we not doing that. Yeah. Um, uh, and you know backsplash, but I oh, don't want to be urinal for anybody. I don't like. Yeah, that's that's worse to me. Yeah, I, I don't feel myself walking up to somebody and be like, ooh, make me your urinal, motherfucker. I, I, no, I, thanks. Hmm. But I will say I have been asked. I have been asked to piss on somebody. Did you say yeah? I told them I'll think about it. I might do it if we do meet up again. Were um, they going to pay you? See, that's the other thing. I really wanted to ask. Yeah. <laughs> really if, wanted if there's to money ask. involved, there's a there's a that makes a difference. Look, let me know how much my piss costs. Right. <laughs> I make some every fucking what, day. What's your bottom dollar? Like, what's the lowest amount you do it for? Um, hmm, it depends. Okay, don't blow by yourself now. If 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 it's like early morning piss, which means I have to hold that <laughs> shit for some time. Oh, it's going to be a good eighty dollars. Okay. Okay. Uh, if it's just regular degular, I've been pissing all day, and now I have to drink some water so I can get myself up to something. Yeah. I, I, depend if I have to get myself ready by over drinking, I give them I say a good twenty to thirty um, because okay. it's not quality piss. I see. But, um, I see. It depends on the quality. Here. It depends on the quality, but the okay. going rate. Let's go with forty. Forty dollars. Okay. Okay. That's not too bad. I feel like that's a fair mm. price. Like, because you know they have, like it's uh, already going to have to let them know like because if it's their place look we're not pissing no, on anything in oh, my yes. house but oh no if, if i'm going to your place like okay do you are you going to have a covering on your bed or am i pissing on you, on you in the shower like let me know <laughs> what are we doing here <laughs> drip 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 <laughs> <It's okay. laughs> oh god <laughs> Not the day, Chappelle. Jesus. Mm. Okay. On that note, everybody, <laughs> this has been a wonderful episode. It was really fun. <laughs> Do you have any last words that you would like to share with the audience? Um, I love you all. Don't fake it. Have great sex. Live a free, great life. Uh, that's it. I like that. Yes. And thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. I truly appreciate you. you. Of course. For y'all out there, thank y'all so much for listening to the Holy Loopy podcast where we step out and speak on sexuality. Just in case no one else told you this today, you are beautiful. You are worthy of happiness and joy. You are enough and then some. You may not live up to the expectations of others, but that is okay. You are only required to walk in your own shoes. May each day you live lead you towards abundance. With that said, love you all and see you next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Holiloquy Podcast, where we step out and speak on sexuality. You can subscribe to the podcast through your favorite podcasting app and find us on the web at www.holiloquy.com. That's www.h-e-a-u-x-l-i-l-o-q-u-y.com. Share the podcast with your friends and join the conversation.